E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce Experts. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast, E-commerce Expansion Secrets. Um, I am delighted to be joined today by Damon, uh, co-founder and managing director of Exit Your Way. Hello, Damon. Welcome. Thanks, Andrew. Glad to be here today. No worries. And great to see you again. Um, fantastic. So um, for as, as a first sort of plug, really, um, for those uh, to I should definitely suggest that you take a look at Exit Your Way's site and service offerings because uh, absolutely fantastic business and consultation for all the things we're going to talk about today. So I thought I'd get that in nice and early, Damon. Um, we will refer to that, no doubt, throughout and at the end. But um, cool. So I thought it'd be good just to kick off, if you don't, just a little bit about you, a bit about your background, um, how you got to where you are, and a bit about maybe your experience in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, what I started out doing, I actually, uh, you know, went to college, got an engineering degree, started running uh, manufacturing facilities and ended up uh, building, then running facilities and running companies. And ultimately, I, I started running companies for investment owners. And that's where I really learned a lot of the things that we we practice today with our clients is is really because actually exit away we do three things we increase value we prepare for sell and sell businesses uh when we're increasing value it could be organic growth it could be growth by acquisitions different things like that but those are the things we're doing we're helping people generate wealth with their business uh and so i and that's what we were doing when i was running investor-owned companies and this we we so like I said, I started out as a technical person, then I went into leadership and management, and then ultimately responsible for companies. And and uh, about seven years ago, an, uh, an old uh, workmate of mine and I got back together and, and started selling businesses. Uh, and then we realized very soon that, you know, the, the owners are often approaching the sale of the business without having prepared for it. The businesses aren't, you know, really going to generate the money they want. And there's just a myriad of problems that that we ran into that prevented the sale of a business. And we look back at our history and we just thought, well, we know how to solve these problems. Why don't we do it? So, awesome. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And obviously came from a wealth of knowledge of past experience and identifying, I suppose, a little bit of of what's required for a business to get there so yeah yeah it really it really was a one of those things where we had been doing this exact thing in the businesses we were charged with managing and, and leading before so we're helping owners implement some of the same things that investment owners do uh at a different scale awesome okay and, and i suppose just just going on from that if, like are you can you give us down an overview really of what uh, a little bit about more about exit with the way uh, exit your way sort of what you do so there's, there's several services right within exit your way that you can um, consult on and you know give advice and point them in the right direction so you know exactly what it is that you do to support their exit yeah yeah what well we're we're working with business owners really in in 
different stages of their business life and their life, really. Uh, in the beginning, we may be helping with some consulting around sales or around leadership kind of things or management when we're looking at uh, performance measurement and those kind of things. But ultimately, we're educating owners on the the concept and the and the things that they need to understand to really generate wealth with their business rather than you know being a business for five or ten years and and not generate wealth but really just generate a job and we're we're trying to show them the things that they need to do that really can help them generate wealth and that's value beyond themselves to create you know high value exitable businesses whether they want to sell them succeed them whatever they want to do it really doesn't matter we're trying to at the beginning help them understand the steps that they need to take to really generate that wealth that they desire from their business interesting so you so you, you i suppose the the way i see this is you're not just looking for a quick fix as it were to you know necessarily get them to a point quickly it's about identifying a sustainable way to be able to improve their business right exactly exactly it didn't you know in in our case like i said increasing value has to come from you know basically two two methods you're going to increase your sales and profitability um, or you're going to improve your internal efficiencies Um, But it really depends on how much that owner wants to generate. You know, if the business owner says today, I have a business that's worth five million and I really need to generate 10 million. Well, then what and and I have, you know, five years to do it. What's the best way to do it? Then we we reverse engineer what they really need to do. And it may be a combination of organic growth, growth by acquisitions uh, and and efficiencies in their business to really get where they need to go. But. Ours is not a quick fix. It's usually we work with our clients on average of about 24 months, uh, some longer, of course, some shorter. But most of ours, we're going to be in be in with them at, at least 24 months because of that. We have to get the things in place. We have to make sure that their business is truly worth what they need it to be. And uh, and then it's prepared for sale. Because the, the other thing that most people don't realize is if I want 10 million in my business, if I do evaluation, it says it's worth 10 million. Well, is it a sellable 10 million? Uh, because a business valuations uh, assume a willing buyer and seller. Well, that might be your hardest challenge. Yeah. So, you know, we have to look at 360 degrees around this business owner to say, how are we going to get you out with the money you want? Awesome. Fantastic. It sounds ace. So before a seller, uh, you know, contemplates um, considering selling their business, what what sort of things should they be considering? And I suppose that comes back to your earlier point about their their idea of value. Yeah. So they 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 might think that their business is worth more than it really is. You know, what what things should they be considering to get there? Well, the you know. Understanding the true value of the business is is one of the first things. Um, I talk to business owners weekly, if not almost daily, that don't understand the value of their business and often significantly overvalue their business. Mm-hmm. Um, and business valuation is simple at the heart. And it is how much money does your business generate? And how much does that allow me as a buyer to be able to invest in that business and pay back 
uh, my investment, whether it's a loan from a bank or equity from investors with the return and still provide a, a, uh, enough for salaries and everything else in the business. So it's a simple calculation at the basis of a, of a business um, value. And that's where we really start with, because if you understand that and really understand from a valuation standpoint in the market, this is about what your, your business will bring in, in a range, uh, then you really have to do that gut check. If my bit, if, if your business is worth 5 million, but you want 10 million for it, you're not getting 10 million. You just aren't, you know, you might get a little bit more, a little bit less, but unless there are some extenuating circumstances that, will significantly compel somebody to pay more money for it. You're about where, where the value is, is based on that financial metric. Okay, bro. And, and I think one thing which we, we often come across um, is, <clears throat> is the clients and subsequently maybe uh, the, the company they're talking to about potential acquisition is how do they prove, or is there any metrics, I suppose, Damon, to prove how, um the, the growth potential was there the value and what they're proposing what they're sort of saying well you know it might have a value of x but they want to grow it to uh y yeah Great is, question. is there any sort of metric for that there is and that's that's one of the key things that we do with our clients and and, and this is in in a in in a very well planned and executed world this is how it works um you lay out your budget for the year. And if that includes growth, say I'm going to project a 10% growth, say I've got seasonality in mind and everything. And I've, I've gone through the work to project what my sales and profits look like with seasonality and everything else to, to achieve an overall 10% growth. Well, as long as I'm tracking how my, my progress is towards that and we, we encourage people to, especially in e-commerce, things move too fast to wait to the end of the month for financials. We say, listen, you know, if your channel managers aren't, aren't looking at it almost daily, if you're, if you're not looking at it as a company weekly, at least to the gross margin level, are you, are, you know, after fees and, and returns and everything else? Um, but you want to make sure back again to this, are there systems and measures to do this? Yes. You lay out the budget. You show somebody that you're hitting your budget. You're, you're, you're achieving those goals. Not only are we hitting top line, but we're making profit. And you show them, this is where we're going. And we've gone partially up this hill. And you can see our, our weekly are showing that we're about there or on or off, you know, up or down a little bit above where our budget is. The same thing as we go. We're either ahead or behind. And if you're consistently meeting that on, just say for the, the last six months, and you've got six months to go and you've projected and everything looks good and you can articulate where that, that growth in sales is coming from, you can get more value than, than today's value shows for your business. And, and this is why too, when you look at like a SaaS company or something like that, that's valued as multiples of revenue and, and, you know, really high valuations, it's because they can easily show that and they can easily show that they're on that that trajectory and especially when they're at the point that that they're limited in marketing spend and other things when an investor can come in they can just see well we dump another x million dollars into it and it can you know leverage our spend and you know the the market's plenty big to, you know that's why you can you can scale those kind of businesses so fast 
but this the system is really key to being able to get more money um, than your business is worth today for your business. Mm-hmm. And it's it you can't get two three times the value of your business, but you can definitely move it up. Uh, you know, half a multiple or maybe even a multiple if you've got really good good accelerated growth. I mean, we had one this spring that was um, he grew about a hundred percent in the in the last year, so it's significant growth. Wow! And uh, it got about a twenty percent premium over current value, and that's. Right. You know, so that's nice on a multi-million dollar business. You're getting the guy was a couple million more or something like that. It was it was a fair amount more for for the business because of the performance and the fact that he had a system in place and was projecting and showing how that was going to turn out. So right. it's, it's evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to give yeah, right because nobody believes anything unless you see the proof, right? <laughs> and that's the thing. And and even even so, now that's factual data. And you can show that. So um, your performance in the past, your your projections going forward, you have to have you have to substantiate them pretty well for for a buyer to really believe them. Otherwise, if you're in the investment world, they have analysts that are going to going to re rebuild all these forecasts. They're going to and they're going to ask you a lot of questions. They're going to build their own forecasts. They're going to factor in other things that you don't probably consider now, like, you know, global market risk or the risk of money, you know, finance uh, costs and other things like that. But when you show that and you have that thing, you have that baseline and you have that that starting point to really begin to get more value than your business is worth today. Awesome. Um, and Damon, for that, is that similar to the process that like some of these aggregators who are acquiring businesses, you know, 12, 24 months ago offering know five six times and in some cases 10 times would they have gone through a similar process to that or was that or or were they more of like a bit of a a risk taker and that that is an uh, you know uneducated opinion well they had a little bit different motives you know they had a lot of money to spend and needed to spend it and 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 honestly some of the deals and you, you can see this the aggregators did some some poor deals um but they they have a different value they can look at it because they can look at your business and they can say your operational costs are this and you're getting this much return on your marketing spend and like i said they can put the same revenue numbers that you have in and build their own projections based on what they think they can do then they then they attribute the value to the, what they think they can do back to the value today and they can provide a much higher price today as a strategic buyer than you can you or i with the money off the street one to buy like an investment buyer would a strategic okay. and so so the you know strategically they can make more money than an investment buyer can with that business because they have all the other resources they bring to bear in them and the multiples that they were paying yeah sometimes they were they were higher um but then again, at the end of the day, too, the multiples you're getting paid doesn't mean as much as how you're getting paid. Because if 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 the market's out there at a 5x multiple of, of EBITDA and someone gives me 10x, but I get 2x down when we close the sale of the business and I get 8x over the next 25 years, that's yeah. not a good deal. 
you know, because yeah. I'm risking that forever. And, you know, so we really look at two things. We look at multiple and we look at how that money is coming, because if I can get 90 percent of my money at the close of the sale uh, and it's a little bit less, you just do the simple discount of cash and go, OK, is it worth more today? Is it worth more for me waiting 20 years? Then add the risk on. Am I going to get paid that? And, you know, it's not 20 years. Usually it's three to five years. But you really you see that do that same discount and see what is the best for me right now. And nine times out of 10, the terms dictate which is the best offer because they come in. The multiples are kind of similar, but the, yeah. the terms really dictate what's the best offer. But those strategic buyers, they can they can get more money for it. Cool. Interesting. So, um, thank you for that. So. If if I was a um, client wishing to sell my business, Damon, what and I came to you, what would be the steps that would be taken by uh, Exit Your Way to support me with that? And I'm 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 sure there's not a you know one fits all approach no, to this, no. but typically, how would it sort of the process go? Yeah, well, we 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 have to talk about where you're at in the in the life of your business, where you're at in your career, where you're at, what, what, are you, what are your goals? What do you really need from this business? And, and what can you realistically achieve? And what, and the other thing is paramount about everything is how much energy do you have? Because at the end of the day, none of this stuff is easy. Yeah. I mean, we know growing a business is not easy. We know doing all this stuff is not easy with all the help in the world. It's not easy. So, um, we look at a lot of the things outside the business before we really start looking at the business because that is going to dictate whether or not we can ultimately be successful. So coming to us is really getting to know you, getting to know what your goals are, where you want to be, first of all, and how realistic it is for you to be able to do that. And then educating you on what it takes, what it's going to take or what we see as the path to doing it. because taking that time to learn first of all and then digest it on our end and, and and your end and then educate as much as we can we want these these people to make an informed decision and the informed decision may be that this is not for me or there's there's you know I might want to try alternative things and we because we we really we want them to be able to do what is right for them. And that comes from them being very educated and informed on their options um, and, and getting that done first, because the whole process of even if you if you just decide I want to sell my business, it's a pain in the butt. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And so you really need to understand if if my business is small and I'm, I'm not going to I mean, chances of selling it are low, maybe from a hassle factor. I just look at it and say, listen, I'm going to get, you know, 3X on my EBITDA for it. If I run it for three or four more years and then orderly liquidate it, maybe that's my best option. You know, really, what's the best option? So because because, yeah. you know, it's it's like in the end, don't take the hassle on unless it's going to be it's it's going to a give you return on your effort and and going to be what you really want to do. Um because it's 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 not just about trying to get in and get out and sell a business because it, it's too hard to it doesn't work it doesn't yeah. work 
So that's a really interesting concept, not one I've thought about actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, whether that yeah. is, yeah, this crazy. And my, my next question was actually going to be do you get people coming to you, you know, feeling that they should be selling their business and nervous about the fact that they're not because of the potential? You know, I'm sure they don't come in a decline and then and then want to get out of it, but they're nervous about maybe not having the longevity with it and thinking, look, is is this now the time to do it? You know, shall I make that decision now uh, and maybe do something else? Yeah, um, people do come to us when their businesses are in decline and try and, and talk about selling them. But honestly, looking at it from a buyer's perspective, the the awesome. big thing that you run into there is it's like. If you're in decline, the buyer doesn't know when it's going to stop. Yeah. They have no idea to see where the bottom's at. So you've just you just introduced another in an already difficult situation. You you've introduced another level of risk that's going to drive ninety nine percent of buyers out of the even talking to you phase. So if it's if your business is in decline, don't even consider it. it it's it's I say anyway. I wouldn't own my own business. I would I would figure out how much it's worth. I would run it for that many extra years and shut it down. Shut it, yeah. And and you know, because it's it's that. But the right time to sell is honestly the time you're probably most in love with your business. Because if you're burnt out from your business, if you're if if it's beating you down, what's the new buyer gonna feel like? Yeah. You got to get your business running. You got to be in love with it. When you're in love with it, you're excited about your business. Well, the, that excitement translates to anyone that's involved with the business and it will translate to the new buyer of the business. And that's why it's so much fun when you can get an e-commerce business. Say you, you've launched new products, you're on new marketplaces and you're just starting in them and you go, Say we just put, we we were on some new great marketplace. We were on Wayfair and we were never there before. And we're and, and we're starting to we're building our sales right, and we're really seeing that go. And we we're on another channel. We're seeing that channel start off, and we're we're six months into it. We've started at zero, and now we're hey man, we've we've drawn 30, 40 percent uh, revenue increase is well within our reach. We're up 10, 15 percent. We can see the numbers are going the right way. That's the time to start selling your business because what you're going to see is the process takes a solid if you haven't talked to anybody about something it's going to take a year to sell it so by the time you get into that that growth is going to be maturing out and you're going to see and what we really try to tell our clients is if you've got a, a growth projection right by a new marketplace or something like that and i think that new marketplace over two years is going to give us 30 percent growth to our overall company well, when I'm 15, 20% into it, that's when I want to sell my business. I want the deal to close at that time because the buyer is excited. They see the value continuing. They see that their value is going to continue to go up. That drives interest. That drives higher value for you. And that drives uh, more offers. And when you do that, get out at that point, you are you are positioning your business for the very primest price you can get out of that thing and it's uh it's a wonderful thing when it happens because you will get multiple offers usually and you will get and sometimes like we said the business we sold earlier this year there there was a bidding war between two buyers in the end it ended up being that that uh it was almost 95 percent cash at close and a million plus more at the close of the sale 
it's it, so it was it was it's insane when you do it right yeah so fantastic so outside of the being in love with your business and being a, a pivotal part of the opportunity to sell are there any other key indicators that that you would you know suggest when somebody's looking to exit that they should yeah. be mindful of yeah they can't be too involved in the business if you're the owner of the business and you have to be there to make it run your business is not going to be worth nearly as much as if you can go to go to uh, go on vacation for you know a month and nothing happens you know if you can do that if you can go on for a couple of weeks it's good if you can go on for a month it's even better because the, the the two those are the two things that you run into growth and you have to have the right structure in your business and that means the owner can't be uh, intimately involved in the day the operations of the business and then if depending on the size you really need to understand if it's structured properly because if my business is above in the US, if my business is above about a, uh, you know, it's it's above anywhere below a few million dollars in EBITDA, I really need to have a management team that can uh, run the business for me. I can be the CEO. I have to be able to go on vacation. I'm setting the high level vision. But when you look at the rest of the business running and everything happens, it has to do it like that because your buyers are going to expect that. Um, and that, that could be bought by a search fund buyer in the U S where they have a CEO that's going to drop in and run that business. But once your business gets to a certain point and I've got 5 million or above in EBITDA, you really need to have an executive management team in there, including a CEO that can, that can develop and execute a five-year strategy. And that is where a lot of people, the, you know, growth, you have to have the growth. The owner has to not be involved, but then the structure of the business is so critical because if, if that is not structured that way, they are going to, to, you, you can't get the value that you truly could from the buyers at that level. Um, and, and that's, those are the things, the structure is, is one of the, the, the legs of the stool that we usually talk about a lot. And that's, that, and that's people, it's people, it's people. Yeah. You have to have a solid team. Yeah, fantastic. That, that's really informative. Um, thanks, Damon. So in, ter in terms of uh, exit your way, what's next for you and and the team? Yeah, for us, you know, what we're what we're doing is we're really going back and doubling down and providing more resources to educate owners about this process mm -hmm. um, in terms of answering more questions, more content around some of the things that we get asked every day. You know, when you talked about valuation, you talked about when the, the right times to sell and why um, we're going to be doing a lot of that. Then we're also going to get some more self-paced uh, resources for them, you know, some free and paid all the way up to they can, you know, everything from video training to cohort training and individual training, whether they, they, they want to do in this, but yeah, we've got a lot of stuff planned for the next year. And, um, and then, and then to continuing our, our live stream work, uh, to share and highlight people. Well, I think you are on our, our, our live stream upcoming here in the, in the next month. Yeah. And, and because we, we have to share resources for these people that, that Absolutely. they can find to help them grow their business and find the help that they need. Cause, because educating and helping people find the resources they need is really at the heart of what we want to do. Um, because for us, we know if we help enough people, we'll have all the business we want and, and, and the right business, because uh, we want to make sure people get the right help. So that's what's, that's what the future looks like for us. 
Fantastic. Um, Damon, that's been absolutely awesome. Um, extremely informative. So if anyone wants to reach out, get in touch, how would they do that? You know, you can just look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Damon Postalka on LinkedIn or, or exityourway.com. Uh, look us up. There's plenty of contact us forms there, uh, but reach out to me on LinkedIn. Say you heard me here on the, on the podcast and, and, uh, and go from there. Fantastic. Um, Damon, thank you so much again. Thank you for coming on. Um, always great. And uh, I'm Andy Cooper, Global E-commerce Experts, and we should be sure to listen in to the rest of the e-commerce expansion series. Thanks, Damon. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks for having me. E-commerce expansion myths blasted. Successful cross-border expansion help. Listen to the show to hear how one UK company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into Europe and double their profits. Hosted by Andy Hooper of Global E-commerce experts. E-commerce experts.